down to the farm talking all about saisons. Grab your gherkin, it's a Texan pickle beer fight. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, basically the longest recorded drunken argument. If you don't count the Crimean War, let's face it, British, French, Russians, you know that was some boozy in both camps. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Welcome to the last episode we're going to do before our summer break. Uh, we do uh, take a break uh, um, every year about this time because, well, mostly because Tyler finds himself going to every beer event ever, which are actually happening this year. Yeah. That's, last year we uh, we still took a break. Mostly out of just general laziness. <laughs> was... I was going to say, we're, it's two drunks making a podcast. We find a lot of other better stuff to do than record. Like, just drink beer at our own house. Sometimes we drink uh, beer alone and don't talk about it with yeah. anybody. Yeah. We just hide in our secret shame. Or I just angrily grumble to my dog and he just looks at me like, whatever, dude, you going to share? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's how you end every evening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, no, uh, to... Uh, Usually, tradition has it that we uh, uh, grab a, a a bunch of beers in a specific style. Um, last Except the first year, it was the beers that got us into. No, that was last. That was was that last? Yeah, year? first year we uh, did pale, pale ales. ales. Okay. Yeah, we did a we we did a run of pale ales, um, and uh, and so this year, um, I mentioned last week that um, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back listen now. Yes, we'll wait. Anyway. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> um, uh, I had mentioned that not only was I kind of over IPAs, but I was really on a saison kick, and so and I was really kind of craving those really dry, slightly funky uh, farmhouse ales. And so We're preaching the gospel of saison, uh, hallelujah! And they're h- harder to find than you might think. We were both looking for like the gold standard of like a traditional um, uh, Belgian saison, the saison Dupont. Yeah. No, we didn't check everywhere in in Boise, but uh, could not find it. Yeah, and like a place that I know that usually has some check today, he's like, ah, unfortunately I'm out. Uh, but he did have a couple other options, so appreciate that. But yeah, I was surprised. I'm like, okay, is just less people carrying Saison Dupont, or is it just we temporarily cop everyone out of stock? It could be. I mean, who knows? I might be. I might be some sort of trendsetter. At this, you know, or we just both look past it at every single store. And- you know, this. Uh, no, that. No, mark my words. Like in like three weeks, um, everybody is going to be rolling out their hazy saison or rocking their saison t-shirts. Yes. Um, anyway, so where are we starting? We've got um, a traditional Belgian. Uh, the Brasserie Fantôme. Thank you. The Brasserie Fantôme, the dark white, uh, Belgian ale brewed with spices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think on the back it says anything about the spices used in it. It just says Fantôme is a classic artisanal farmhouse brewery in the heart of the Ardennes Forest. It its brews are in the robust, flavorful saison style and recall the early days of Belgian brewing. Brewer Danny. I'm not going to say his last name because I'll fuck it up. Is known for his regular... Danny Belgium boy. <laughs> his regular Phantom Saison rated a perfect 10 in recent in a recent book on Belgian brewing and for the creative, adventurous brews he makes to mark each of the four seasons. The recipe changes every year, but don't ask what makes them so tasty. The Phantom never gives up its secrets. It's a very nice, um, understated 
uh, beer. It's got a slight funk on the nose, a little bit of acidity, um, nice and dry. I pick up like hints of citrus. Um, feel like coriander. Mm-hmm. Um, a little darker than I was kind of expecting, but pulls it pours a brilliant like deep gold color, um, which is. I mean, you say that's it's, it's a little bit uh, unusual for a saison, but I mean, there is no. <laughs> I mean, the style guidelines are pretty fucking broad. Uh, the, the, if uh, if uh, uh, the uh, uh, style guidelines, which I can actually pull up, but what you all you need to know is that saison uh, is usually light, except when it isn't. It's usually low strength, except for when it isn't. Um, what we did tonight. <laughs> I mean, this is so we're actually starting with the lowest, and I, you know, traditionally they're supposed to be fairly low alcohol. Saison means season in French. Uh, the Origin come, can be traced back to farmhouse breweries located primarily in the French-speaking area, area of Belgium, known as Wallonia. Good enough for me. Uh, this has been Northern Idaho tries to pronounce French. <laughs> now say How would not- you pronounce it? <laughs> Wallonia. Yeah. Wallonia? Yeah. yeah Wallonia. Uh, so, the kind of origins is Saisoners uh, were... Migrant workers who came to help with the harvest, uh, as was common practice in the days before artificial refrigerations, brewers used to make beer seasonally. From late fall to the beginning of spring, uh, weather was cooler and more favorable for controlled fermentations. Uh, it was also the slow time of year on a farm, uh, so it helped keep their full-time farmhands employed by brewing beer for the upcoming harvest. Uh, they would then... Spend that month building a stock of provision beer during the entire year, uh, to primarily for consumption during the summer. Um, there was three goals for basically brewing saisons. It was to refresh the seasonal workers in the summer, to make work for the full-time farmhands uh, during the winter, and to produce spent grain to use as feed for livestock in the winter. Um, so... It was usually brewed in winter to be drank in summer. Uh, according to the Oxford Companion for Beer, no one alive can be certain of what the typical Saison tasted like several centuries ago, uh, but they were produced by farmers, not full-time brewers, so they were probably not really brewed for repeatability. It no, was, definitely not. Well, far- And depending on what the harvest looked like last year, it was just a cobble together of... Barley, rye, wheat, spelt, anything they could get their hands on. So, And they don't really have hops there, so they'd use herbs and spices. Uh, so today the Belgian Saison, along with its French cousin, the Beer de Garde, make up the two major subcategories of the family of styles known as farmhouse ales. Well, and, and farmhouse ale also kind of encompasses like a whole bunch of semi-wild, well, wild or semi-wild fermented um, uh, uh, beer. So, you know, it's a, it's a bit of, a, well, what's a farmhouse ale? Well, you take all the grain you have left over. Farm in a, in a fucking farm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you. Uh, There's you, a reason one of the best terms to describe a, like, saison or something usually is horse blankety. Yeah, but not because you use the horse blanket anywhere no. near it. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean... <laughs> but, and... Later in the description, they talk about some of the modern ones. They mention Saison Dupont, uh, as well as Brewery Fantôme, or Brasserie Fantôme. Uh, 
so we got one of kind of the we got one of Paul the, bearers. Yeah, yeah. The rest of these, I believe, are American made. Um, yes. The uh, um, except for no, this one's yeah. The rest. So this. So actually, another good starting point. Okay, here's the uh, here here is a traditional Belgian, and then here's and coming up uh, a bunch of Americans try to uh, replicate it. And since it says dark white, I'm assuming this would be their spring or fall release, where the standard saison, the phantom, the standard phantom. I'm assuming gives that summer. Um, but I think very delicious. Does not drink like it's six point four. No, not at all. It's. Um, I mean, again, I just love the the the, the nice crisp dryness. The uh, the 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 complexity on the back. It's exactly what uh, it's perfect. A uh, perfect beer for a hundred fucking degrees in in Boise right now. Yeah, even I'm, an air conditioned house. I know. I'm like, I could drink this out on your back porch right now. Well, this has been in salt beer. Let's and then, moving it outside, <laughs> and then coming right back inside. So while we're finishing up this beer, Jeremy, tell me about the Texans playing with their pickles. Pickle fight! Pickle fight! Attention shoppers, if you look outside, you will see a pickle fight. News now. <laughs> because it feels almost only right and proper to uh, uh, to uh, uh, end, uh, uh, I guess, our, our podcasting season uh, with something this stupid. Uh, this comes from uh, uh, Eater out of Dallas by Amy McCarthy. August 2019, uh, Martin House Brewing teams up with Best Made Pickles and uses their pickle juice to create Best Made Sour Pickle Beer. Um, It was a recipe that combined their Salty Lady Goza, and they spiked that with Best Made Pickle Juice. Okay. Uh, This was intended to be a one-off, but became so inexplicably popular that Martin House now makes it year-round, and this briny bastard is available all over the state of Texas. Um, I guess it's now a flagship pickle beer, which good on you. It's incorrect, but um, they followed up the success with the spicy pickle beer in March 2020, a sour pickle beer with jalapenos, and tropical punch pickle beer in March 2021. Oh, that just sounds fucking disgusting. Which again, yeah, that sounds less like a refreshing beverage and more like a terrible accident in a busy restaurant. I'm imagining like. A, a waitress rushing a supply of con- condiments to a rude and, and inconsiderate customer while colliding with a bartender carrying drinks and both of them smashing into a children's birthday party. <laughs> but they're all huge successes, uh, making Martin House Brewing the undisputed king of Texan pickle beers. Undisputed mostly because it is a title that nobody should ever want, publicly strive for, or make a claim if they have a functional brain. At this point in time, I need to introduce... But we're, we're talking about Texas here, so... It's, I have to introduce now New Brunsville Brewing, who is indeed disputing this claim in a very cheeky way, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, they are accusing Martin House Brewing of stealing their be-pickled brews. Ooh. Um, so let's run this timeline one again. Uh, Brunsville's claimed to have made a pickle beer in 2015 called the PKLFKR, which... You know what? If you insert the vowels and the uh, and the C's, you know the, the pickle fucker. Yeah, it's it's pickle fucker. We're gonna call it pickle fucker because we can say fuck on this podcast. We um, a lot. So 
They claim to have created Picklefucker back in 2015, a full four years before Martin House, which... No, I'm sorry. Pickle beers, as much as they should not be, are not a unique idea. Uh, I would love to sit here and say that the idea of a pickle beer is so outlandish that only one crazed lunatic from Texas could come up with that at any given time, but it's not. There's actually a brewery here in town that does one. Yeah, Powderhouse does their Gherkin Goza, which actually isn't that bad. Um, it's It almost depends on the day. I, there's some days I'm like... If you do it with a sandwich, pretty good. Uh, or I know some bars, when they were making it pretty consistently, were doing Dickle and a Pickle. And so it was a shot of George Dickle and a pint of Gherkin Goza. God, how that sounds awful. So it's like a pickleback for your shot of whiskey. I know, that sounds awful. <laughs> how was it? It wasn't bad. A dickle and a pickle. First of all, a dickle and a pickle sounds like a, a cute name for all the shit that was happening in breweries uh, over the past year. <laughs> anyway... Um, uh, my point is, is that a pickle beer is not a new idea, so even if they did come up with the idea uh, uh, four years later, they did not necessarily uh, steal your idea. But, let's not forget the spicy pickle beer. Yes, Martin House has their spicy pickle beer release. Uh, had a spicy pickle beer release in, 20, in uh, um, 2020, but New Brunsfeld released a jalapeno version of in their pickle beer in 2018. Dun, now, dun, dun. a little strange, but two breweries looking to capitalize on their bizarrely popular gherkin fuckers. Um, not jalapeno makes sense to me in a, in, in a pickle beer. I can see like two people working independently going, "Okay, what can we do now?" Out of the peppers, I think jalapeno jalapeno would uh, partner good with pickles or any spice, but jalapeno lends itself to being. It's a little earthier than like a habanero, which would work with the pickle a little bit better. Um, and also, you know, highly available and, you know, it, uh, although varying heat, it, you know, it sort of makes sense to me. So um, I, I could totally see, I think it's perfectly reasonable that two brewers, you know, looking to do this would arrive at the same place. Like, oh, let's throw some jalapeno in. Let's call, let's talk pickle punch, or as it was called by Brunsfeld, P-K-L-P-N-C-H. Uh, that was released in February. Use a fucking vowel. It's not fucking Wheel of Fortune. You don't have to buy them. <laughs> uh, they released that in February 2020, which was followed by, which was of course followed by Tropical Punch, um, exact, almost exactly one year later in March 2021. And that for me is a smoking gun because, again, as much as I don't want pickle beers to be a thing, they are. I can live with that. And it's the timeline's progressing. Go jalapeno pickle. I can see the obvious logic. Tropical Punch Pickle Beer. I don't know what the fuck they're doing down in Texas, but that is not a combination that comes immediately to mind. I have no idea if it's good or not. It might be absolutely spectacular. No. But I would never think of that combo in a million years. The only way you could have arrived at that combo is smoking an absolutely Lagunesian amount of weed. (laughs) Or trying that beer from the other brewery. Um, But, I mean... Yeah, but someone has to smoke that Lagunesian amount of weed. Or really like pickles and like Hawaiian punch. Um, then all they need would, ac- would need to have is access to pickles and fruit punch. Or, I don't know, or anything. Basically, at that point in time, I feel like somebody just got high as balls and was just wandering around their kitchen putting shit in their beer. <laughs> the point is, is that I refuse to believe... They probably <laughs> thought they were making a michelada, but they poured... 
Hawaiian punch in instead of fucking Clamato. I here's a, I refuse to believe that two breweries came up with tropical fruit punch uh, pickle beers. Jacques Martin House. Jacques. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a quick pause on this. Let's get to the next one. The uh, um, from Weiner Beer Company, the Le Tube, a, a wild from farmhouse ale is just what it's described as. No pickles were harmed in the in the in the filming of this podcast because I did I did think about going to get a, a bottle of the gherkin just for just to pull out. Is it out still or? Yeah, I think it's a regular thing for them now. Uh. Pickle beers against all reasonable. People love fucking pickles, man. Pickle fans will do anything for a pickle. <laughs> We're going with that. <laughs> Man, a pickle fan, they'll just go down on a pickle. They'll scram it all the way down their mouth. They'll deep throw that mofo. Eat it in one bite without chewing. <laughs> and then there's like this, like a, a strange hint of like decorum in Tyler's head. Like, should I say that? I don't know. I'm no, not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sitting not... there trying to be like, how do I not say this without making it seem super sexual? <laughs> You don't. You lean into it like like a pickle fan leaning into an ass load of pickles. A jar of elastic. <laughs> just leaning in, mouth open. It's like off SpongeBob where Patrick just opens his mouth and just. <laughs> Anywho, um, uh, okay. So I think it's a reasonable assumption. Actually, let's, let's describe this one really fast. This one's a little more tart than. Mm-hmm. But it also said wild, so. So, this one's bordering on a sour. Same, like, nice dry uh, uh, flavor. I get, like, a hint of, like, light fruit, apricot, or maybe uh-huh. peach. A little bit more acidity. And a little bit more sweetness. Like, a little bit, actually, a little bit more carbonation, too. I get a little bit more of a carbonic bite to it. Uh-huh. Um, but also, really nice. Yeah, I think I like the Phantom a little more, but I think I slightly prefer this one. It's a little more complex, but um, anyway. So back to the story. Um, New Brunsville's uh, um, having noticed that that their uh, uh, fellow brewery was basically doing the same thing they were doing, just a year apart now, decided to release the MRTN. H-E-F-K-R. Or, they released the Martin House, fucker. <laughs> Vowels and stupid C's removed. They released Martin House, fucker. as a tropical punch jalapeno pickle beer. And on the label, they described the timeline of the two breweries' pickle beer releases. And then added, quote, We brewed this so they'd have something to copy next. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Um, a spokesperson for Martin House uh, responded by saying, I've never heard of them. And that was it from Martin <laughs> I mean, that's all you really can say. Because <laughs> um, if you're like, oh, no, 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 we aren't copying them. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, at the end of the day, um, the people at Brunsville says it's all in good fun. They, they don't hold anything against Martin House saying, quote, Beer is one of those things you just can't copyright. You can't copyright a re- recipe. It just doesn't work. The only thing you can do is poke a little fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I guess for me, this here is a reminder of why I work in the industry. The fact that some disputes and grievances between rivals are aired in such spectacularly petty and sarcastic ways, not to mention in beer form. <laughs> um, this is where I belong. These are my people. <laughs> they are pretentious, exclusive, beardy, sarcastic, and often too often, way too often racist and misogynistic. But to quote Huey from the Boondocks, they are my people, so I have to love them. <laughs> you know, I'm a little disappointed that from Texas they didn't go way over the top for calling them out. I mean, well, I mean, describe way over the top. I mean, <laughs> calling your beer the Martin House fucker. I mean, yes, that, that's good, but Texas, like the fucking pastor that we talked about that one time that took out a full page ad calling out that beer bar at the, ended up getting them a ton of business oh yeah if I remember i god when, 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 when did that one come up that was like mid-covid i think we were, i think so we were looking for like anything because that actually happened a few years earlier but we found it like there's no way we can't talk about this because it's still <laughs> worth talking about so because yeah that bar shut they, they finally had to shut, shut down, down that bar be, um uh which had, had had survived the pastor, but not COVID, I believe. Yeah, or something like that, but... So, yeah, it's Texas. They try to do everything over the top and unnecessarily. So, like, I would have imagined them sending a banner and a keg of the beer to the other brewery as well. <laughs> well, the uh, I mean, it was a limited run, like I said. Uh, um, only available on draft at uh, uh, Brunsfels and only, like, a few cases produced. Although they haven't ruled out the idea of making it a regular thing. <laughs> going to become so fucking popular. <laughs> well, and also, I didn't wade too much into it, but apparently it's led to a, a, uh, a interesting internet exchange between fans of the two breweries, so... Oh, I, mean, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's every internet flame war that you've ever seen in mm-hmm. your life. Um, except for about pickle beers. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life did I think I'd see internet trolls talking shit on pickle beers. We live in a we live in a, a, a brave new world, Tyler. We do. We're even something so you know simple as a beer made with pickle juice can be so divisive. Mm-hmm. Saw, so, I mean, we got pickle beer wars, exploding cans, terrible brewery owners and management. Uh, it's been a fun year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I did see on Twitter a brewery out of Alberta had cans ex- exploding. Of course. And of course, they did the cookie cutter reaction. Store cold and drink fresh. Oh, the yeah. The beer tastes better that way. <laughs> uh, make your beer shelf stable. That's, it's just... Do it. Or only sell it by the pint. Right. Or, even better, stop adding shit tons of fruit juice to your fucking beer. (laughs) When it's more fruit juice than actual fruit juice, you're doing something wrong. Especially when you're charging upwards of, what, eight bucks a a pint for that shot. Yeah. You know, I can go get a a bottle of Ocean Spray for about five bucks. Pour it in my beer. Pour it in my beer, and it won't explode in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like them telling Ocean Spray, 
You guys don't need to make your shit self self well shelf stable. Just put it on the customer. <laughs> I mean, make a grocery store a lot more interesting. Now, wouldn't it just explode? <laughs> well, you do got the refrigerated juice aisle. They don't make they don't make orange juice necessarily shelf stable. But we've got. I, was, I, I think mean, the FDA would be like, mm, we've got. I say we. I think we've already kind of fought that, uh, 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 run that over, and the answer is. Now, now, for any number of reasons, um, beer ought to be shelf-stable. Um, because A, it's traditionally done such. Uh, B, because people don't treat their beer like milk or orange juice. Because if the beer is warm, it won't kill you. And, and, and C, you know, even... I think even if you take your milk, set it in a hot car for several hours, um, and then realize what you've done... You're probably fine. Do that with one of these beers. You're gonna clean your car. You 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 basically have a reenactment of that scene from fucking Pulp Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson going, "This is a rancid motherfucking <laughs> shit. Why am I cleaning up bits of raspberry and and can out of this seat? You know what? You're switching places. <laughs> or it's gonna be like uh, like Apollo- Boondock Saints." <laughs> Where they slam down the gun and the cat just goes poof. Uh, I like to apologize to Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson fans, and basically any person of color for that impression. Yeah, that was the worst Samuel L. Jackson. He didn't even say motherfucker. I thought there slipped a motherfucker in there. Maybe. I think there's at least two motherfuckers in there. I don't know. All right, well, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> Gotta have more anger in that voice, Jeremy. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter a person who blows people's brains out well, i can't even remember was it samuel o jackson or john travolta that shot him no it was john travolta that shot him and he was like waving he was waving the gun around and and they hit, they a, hit bump a bump and, yeah yeah and then you know boom you know guys brains all over <laughs> if you'd like to see that it's called pulp fiction it came out about oh 20 years 30 years ago i think now <laughs> fucking cult classic how have you not seen it all right let's get into the next one here this is from Off Color Brewing. We talked about them last week. Oh, that's right. So they they, they have their uh, beer four series. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a beer for anything except for uh, you know beer for food or drinking. I did see beer for tacos and beer for tacos today. Or beer for tacos and beer for pizza today. The beer for pizza perplexed me. So you remember the cola beer? Yes. I found the same brewery's beer, but it's. Pear, like pear cola today. Pear cola? I almost bought it, but I was on the search for Saison DuPont, so I kept walking. I mean, pear cola. Alright, this one is noticeably funkier. So it's called a Funky Farmhouse, 7.8%. Pills, malt, flaked wheat, special aromatic, dark Munich. The hops are Galaxy... Cosbeck and Sterling, and the secret ingredient is oxygen. Oh, they oxygenated it. So, well, it. I'm assuming since the beer is called Space Ti- Tiger, they were being facetious. Ah, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, either that or maybe, I mean, it can add a little bit of sherry-like flavors. That might be that might be what I'm getting. I'm getting something that, like, so I'm getting some like oh. fruit, like some fruitiness, some funk, a lot of funk, bordering on feet, like. It's almost like feet. I don't know if I'm getting feet. I almost get like a huckleberry. Huckle, yeah, or a huckleberry, yeah. 
There's a there, there's a small jump between Huckleberry and Feet, though. Okay, no, I think they actually did add some. Uh, they had it oxygenated a bit. Okay. Because I'm getting like some, I mean, not, but in a good way, because I'm getting like some like sherry-like flavors. I don't um, know if I'm getting any sherry-like flavors. Um, I'm getting like uh, uh, like caramel, I'm getting like caramel, peach, vanilla, horse blanket, sherry. Getting a lot of caramel. Getting some, some of that horse blanket. But I'm almost getting like cardboard. Again, a sort of oxygenation. Yeah. So they may not be they may not be uh, um, facetious. No, they may actually have like purposely oxygenated their beer, which is an interesting approach. Um, well, although I mean. I mean, I guess a method of like quickly aging it because you'll get you'll get a lot of those characteristics on um, on a farmhouse beer or really any beer that's been sitting around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so much so that it's got a little bit of oxygen in there. So it's not bad. I'm not sure. I think this might be my least favorite so far. Yeah, hundred uh, percent my least favorite so far. You know, um, you know, points for the for the uh, uh, for the interesting take on the style, but. Um, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not into it. So, so far I think we're, well, I think we're, we're, we're in agreement except for, I think you're still a fan of the, uh, uh, Phantom. Phantom. I slightly prefer the, the tub. So, um, we only two more to go and we'll see if, uh, uh, it all stacks up. Um, although I'm, I haven't had the Lemurl in a long time. I haven't either. Oh, uh, that's one of, that's a, uh, uh. North Coast's, um, um... And they do some good Belgian beers, so... They really I, do. I feel this might be pretty good. I think this could give it a run for the money. But, well, shall we talk, uh, uh the style guidelines for, uh, for a Saison? Yeah, because we wanted to get into that when we were talking history, but got distracted, so... <laughs> um, uh, this... From the BJCP, so uh, 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 it is a uh, under the category strong Belgian ale, um, um, and you'll find you'll find Belgian blonde saison and Belgian golden strong under there. Most commonly a pale, refreshing, highly attenuated, uh, moderately bitter, m- moderate strength Belgian ale with a very dry finish. Typically highly carbonated, which we haven't really seen except for the Le Tub was a high. Which well, I think in the Oxford thing about saisons they actually talked that was kind of a modern day addition um and take on to it could be um especially with like belgian beers being more highly uh, be, being more carbon i haven't mm-hmm. we haven't had one that like explodes on the tongue like a really really and they did talk how a lot of the bottles or a lot of the beers will be bottle conditioned usually sediment in the bottle and i know the first one had that um, typically highly carbonated, using non-barley cereal grains and optional spices for complexity. Um, as complements the expressive yeast character that is fruity, spicy, and not overly phenolic, which we haven't run into uh, so far. Um, <clears throat> uh, less common variations include both lower alcohol and higher alcohol products, as well as darker versions with additional malt character. So, aroma. Quite aromatic, with fruity, spicy, and hoppy characteristics evident. I would say Le Tub takes the aromatic. Mm. 100%. The, uh, um, um, the, the uh, dark white was, was light on the nose. Mm-hmm. Nothing we've run into is very hoppy, though. No. 
um, uh, esters can be fairly high and are often reminiscent of citrus fruits such as oranges or lemons. The hops are low to moderate and often spicy, floral, earthy, or fruity. Um, stronger versions can have a soft, spicy alcohol note. Spicy notes are typically peppery rather than clove-like and can be up to moderately strong, um, typically yeast-derived. Subtle complementary herb or spice additions are allowable but should not dominate. Malt character is typically slightly graining in character and low in intensity. Um, so actually, this looks so from uh, uh, so far the Latub is following most the guy. true to style. Which, I mean, that's that's not unusual. Like, isn't the isn't like the the the, the dark white more of a you know from Belgium should be closer? Mm. Yes and no. The Belgian beers have always been uh, very hard to categorize. You know, they're not like the Ger- the German beers, which are very precise. The alcohol must be like four, between four point five and four four point five five six. Now four point five five seven. No, then we turn you to the to, to the happy place where we don't put anybody anymore. <laughs> so, would you like to see our lot of tub? <laughs> we just yes, and, and 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 we will have pints, and we won't talk about things that happened in the past. Um. <laughs> oh look, a farkin. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> um, in versions where sourness is present instead of bitterness, some char- some sour character can be detected. Appearance. Pale versions are often a distinctive pale orange, but maybe pale golden and amber in color. So this is the dark white's well within. Mm-hmm. Darker versions may run copper to dark brown. Long-lasting, dense, rocky white to ivory head resulting in characteristic Belgian lace on the glass as it fades. Clarity is poor to good... Though haze is not unexpected in this type of unfiltered beer, effervescent. And all of them have had some haze, but I don't think, like, too much. Um, flavor. Medium low to medium high fruity and spicy flavors. Supported by a low to medium soft malt character. Often with some grainy flavors. Bitterness is typically moderate to high, although sourness can be present in place of bitterness. Both should not be strong flavors at the time. Attenuation is extremely high, which gives a characteristic dry finish essential to the style. A saison should never finish sweet. The fruity character is frequently citrusy, orange or lemon. The spices are typically peppery. Allow for a range of balance in the fruity spice characteristics. This is often driven by yeast selection. Hop flavor is low to moderate and generally spicy or earthy in character. The balance is toward the fruity, spicy, hoppy character with any bitterness or sourness not overwhelming these flavors. Darker versions will have some more malt character with a range of flavors derived from darker malts toasty, bready, biscuity, chocolate, etc. that support the fruity, spicy character of the beer. Roasted flavors are not typical. Stronger versions will have more malt flavor in general as well as light alcohol impressions. Herb and spices are completely optional, but if present, should be used in moderation as to not detract from the yeast character. The finish is very dry, and the aftertaste is typically bitter and spicy. The hop bitterness can be restrained, although it can be att- seem accentuated due to the high attenuation levels. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yep. So I do think I would agree. Le Tub is most true to style. Uh, the Phantom favorite so far for me. And yeah, not a big fan of what off color did with this well let's get well we'll continue moving on so the north coast la merle 
Hold on, I need to like choke this back. This is getting this is actually getting harder to drink as I go on. Yeah, I just had to slam it. So this one I think takes the carbonation cake. Oh yeah. This one actually is very highly carbonated. A uh, lot clearer than. Oh, that's almost crystal clear, yeah. And I get more, and I get more of a, a clean. Ho- I get for the first time like really hops. Like mostly we've been getting, like a combination of fruit, fermentation characteristics, horse blanket spice. I actually get like a touch of like citrus hops on this. Oh, that's lovely. It is. Uh, again, it's just light, crisp, nice and dry. The I think the most bitter one we've had. Again, the yeah. only one I actually can identify some hop characteristics. And I think they I think they go with American hops on this one because I get slightly floral grapefruit notes. Yeah, but not too much. I mean, there. I mean, yeah, this is not an IPA by any stretch of the imagination. It's there. It's and I present. think it's within style. Very much so. I mean, low to moderate is is uh, acceptable. Um, I just realized doing a full saison thing with the carbonation. This was a bad idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the and also the carbonation on this is a lot heavier. Yeah, because this one does it kind of explode on your tongue once you get that um, when it hits those nucleation points. So, um, I guess from here on out, you get to you get to hear what it's like when uh, uh, two drunks burp through a podcast. <laughs> um, it's like popping bottles of champagne, man. <laughs> All right, so where does this then place on your uh, on on your uh, uh, roster now? Uh, Jesus! So if, we almost had a we, we almost had a, a party foul as uh, uh, Tyler can't uh, 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 deal with his uh, uh, beer and you know think about where our beer places at the same time. Spill beer all over this table. This is like a this is a hand me that fucking rag. This is a high quality. Pretty table, sure man. that's the rag I used last week to wipe all the beer stains <laughs> off your table. <laughs> it really ties the room together, man. Got it on my microphone too. If this podcast sounds worse, because because uh, uh, Tyler like be foul of the microphone. All right, where does it stand? I just ranked it. Oh, really? Be- behind uh, 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 behind Latub and uh, the Dark White. I think I still <clears throat> like Latub a little bit better. Ooh, really? Where are you ranking it? Really. So I think it speeds out both uh, the 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 uh, uh, I cannot for some reason that the the the, uh, the phantom the, the phantom yeah for some reason the name of that is is eluding me it's not that you just Jeremy, think, you're not that is Shelly. <laughs> it's funny I I, I I I had that cut off years ago um uh the uh, no I th- I I think both of these are uh, more expressive more complex. Um, and I think part of the reason I like it is it's complex without while still being simple. I mean, you say that about all of them, but um, but there's like everything else has a little bit more, and maybe that's just a product of since we're you know now into a American um style. We got to take it over the top. You know, so you know in the in the North Coast, you got that like hoppy characteristic that I think really works in this. Um, in the Latub, you got that like slightly hint of a slightly slightly tart hint um, with a little bit more fruit expression. But I mean, the thing is, is that it's a close cluster here at top. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I'm willing to venture. 
Space <laughs> Tiger gonna be last in both lists. I mean, it's 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 these three in neck and neck, and it could be depending on the day or depending on who I was drinking with. It could be, I could be, uh, I I could rank it differently uh, on another day, you know, mm-hmm. because I because you also have to realize I have to by my very nature be uh, 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 opposing to me. Basically, well, just be. I'm just a contrary uh, uh, in general. Ah. A lot of times I purposely choose the side of other people. So, so you know, if, if there was someone else who was choosing this, then I would probably have to just... Well, no, I think this is better because... Because you're an idiot. Because I'm, I'm just that guy who's going to be like, well, actually, I think this one... Even if deep down you truly don't believe it. <laughs> you were going to sell that bitch... <laughs> Like you're trying to convince a girl you're going to take home that you don't have VD. I don't. I had it checked. <laughs> Look at the Photoshop receipt. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so no, but, I mean, my point is, is that, I mean, the, the, these top three are extremely good. And, you know, again, it, they, there's no And clear... I feel all of them are a good representation of the style without much overlap. Exactly. Well, and I mean, the closest two on the overlap would be the Lemurl and the Latub. But well, I mean, and they, I mean, they kind of describe different aspects of um, mm-hmm. of of the you know the saison flavors that we were talking about. I mean, when because they're talking about a lot of things that on their on your um, you know, uh, just off the top of your head are kind of like almost contrary. Like, well, how can it be you know how can it be dry or malty or or hoppy, or you know, uh, you know, which which one of it should be? It's like, well, they it's can, all of them. It can be, you know, um, it, it can be any one of those, so long as the uh, the the flavor aroma being expressed does not completely overwhelm the the uh, unique yeast characteristic. So it's all about. I feel like, uh, you know, like whatever flavor, be it the spice, be it the hops, be it. Uh, you know, you know, be at the tartness, whatever you know, whatever you're uh, adding to it, is so long as it really complements that uh, that yeast blend that you've used, um, that's where you're going to get a really good saison. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few more, few, a little bit more here on the uh, on the, uh, the style guidelines. Uh, the mouth feels light to medium body. Alcohol sensation varies with strength, from none in table versions to light in standard versions. To moderate and super versions, I want a super saison. <laughs> it's like super saiyan. Uh, however, any warming character should be fairly low. Very high carbonation with an effervescent quality. There's there is enough prickly acidity on the tongue to balance the very dry finish. In versions with sourness, a low to moderate tart character can add a refreshing bite, but not be puckering. Um, various comments. Variations exist in strength and color. No shit. <laughs> so you just literally described the most broad fucking style I've ever heard. Uh, but they all have similar similar characteristics and balance, and particularly that refreshing, high attenuated, dry character with high carbonation. So there, eat it. <laughs> Actually, so that's what it says there. It says eat it, Tyler, right there in the oh, comments. Yeah? Yep, BJCP, right there. Perfect. I'll have to check my BJCP guidelines to make sure they say that. You're not a judge. They don't give you the right ones. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. I got the special. I got the... Uh, oh, let me see it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no correlation between strength Oops, and color. spilt beer on your phone. 
<laughs> it's okay. The baby already broke it. <laughs> Fair enough. The balance can change somewhat with strength and color variations, but the family resemblance to the original artisanal ale should be evident. Pale versions are likely to be more bitter and have more hop character, while darker versions tend to have more malt character and sweetness. The only the dark white is the only dark one we've got, and I don't really think it's dark dark. I wouldn't think they would qualify that as a dark saison. No. You know, light golden color, but not... I think it may get qualified as a dark just because it may be just a smidge too dark to be... Um, although they tend to be very well attenuated, they may not be perceived as dry as standard strength saisons due to their strength. That's talking about the uh, um, a strong saison again. Um, say, the saison yeast character is a must, although maltier and richer versions will tend to mask this character more. Often called farmhouse ales in the U.S., but this term is not common in Europe, where they are simply part of a larger grouping of artisanal ales. So... All uh, right. We already talked about the history. It's a, they have a, a smaller, verse, smaller version of the history that uh, Tyler just talked about. Um, characteristic ingredients, not typically spiced with uh, the yeast, hops, and grain providing the character. Sorry, not typically spiced with the yeast, hops, and grain providing the character. I will say the people who write the BJCP aren't exactly good at <laughs> constructing grammar. <senses. laughs> not even the grammar. It's um, it's just kind of a strange sentence, uh, uh, a strange way to put together a sentence. Um, but spices are allowed if they provide a complementary character, which we saw in the in the mm-hmm. uh, Phantom. There we go. I got it out. Woo-hoo-hoo. Just say Phantom, but you know, say it all pretentious like. No, no, no. It's not a phantom. It's a phantom. That's the phantom haunting your ass right now. And we shall use these pliers to get it out. Yep. Or a Kirby vacuum. Isn't that the type of vacuum they fucking, like, knocked off in Ghostbusters to make their, like, suckers? I have no fucking fucking idea. Um, no, I, I don't think so. They shot, like, light and shit. Well, I thought they had like one where they were like, and they sucked one up. No, not in, not in the not in the Ghostbusters movie. I vaguely remember a cartoon um, uh, pre the movie that was different. But uh, in the in the movie, they had these light things that if you cross yeah, the streams, streams, but then you had to cross the stream to then you kill had, the final boss, right? Um, and you know that was supposed to end all life as they know it, except for it didn't happen that time because you know they blasted it onto a demonic trick. And, you know, Sigourney Weaver was hot. And I think it's Sigourney Weaver's hotness that prevented the world from ending in that. She was the unsung hero in all of that. I think is the is what I took away from that movie is uh, she got possessed by a demon, but um, she's that much of a badass that when they crossed the streams, she just willed the universe to not end. That was the part that... Uh, Crossing that. streams on Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised there's not a beer named after that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, the classic characteristic ingredients. Um, continental base malts are typical, but grist frequently contains other grains such as wheat, oats, rye, or spelt. Because it really, the tradition of this stuff was what do we have left? Mm-hmm. What basically are we not going to use the rest of? What do we have in the barn? What, you know, what, what, uh, what do we have a lot of last year? Yeah. Um, um, I only used spelt once. I made a I made a, a beer to guard once with spelt. 
I couldn't tell you what the flavor profile on that was. <laughs> Adjuncts such as sugar and honey can also serve to add complexity and dry out the beer. Darker versions will typically use richer, darker malts, but not typically roasted types. Sazer types, Styrian or East Kent Goldings, are commonly used. Also, it is the only it is the only style where I can picture um, Sriracha Ace being... Oh, Sriracha Ace in a good, crisp Saison is phenomenal. So, Sriracha Ace... Um, there, was, there was a beer that used to be distributed here, I thought, that had, like, Sriracha Ace in a Saison. I mean, I can't... I and honest, it was fantastic. I can honestly tell you what else that hop would be good for. Because it has a very distinct dill aroma and flavor. Um... Maybe your pickle beer. Maybe that's where. Uh, that's where, maybe I'm taking this full circle. Uh, we need a sriracha ace goes a pickle beer, and call it the ace and the gherkin. And then wait for uh, uh, for Martin House to rip us off. <laughs> I see you, Martin House. Don't get any ideas. Um, no, uh, I've made a couple of saisons with sriracha ace, and that hop is so beautiful in that in that uh, but in in that style. But again, I cannot picture. It has such a spicy, again, herbal dill flavor that you try to make it into a pale ale, and it's going to taste like shit. What about a pickle saison, Jeremy? I would not, I would not uh, um, uh, disgrace the good name of saison with such a thing. Um, and we are just now popping the last one. Ooh, Ooh that had a little back pressure on her. I like good that. Good thing I had a hand on it. <laughs> Uh, this is, so this is the Boulevard... Careful, Johnny, you'll shoot your eye out. This is the Boulevard Saison Brett. And I think we have a new winner for most effervescent. This may be bordering on overcarbonation. Oh, but can you overcarbonate this style? I'm not really sure you can. Yes, remember when we opened that Woodland Empire Foxtail Saison? Oh my god. Which was delicious. But when we took the cage off, <laughs> the cork came all the way out... Up until the last edge of the cork was holding it in, and someone just had to, like, barely touch it, and it pop. I try not to call out breweries on their faults, just because it seems like the, uh, like a, uh, a, uh, the, 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 uh, a, a dick thing to do, but this has been long enough, yeah, I think, I think even Woodland Empire would agree, like, yeah, I did, probably. The thing was, the beer, outside of that bottle just being packed with carbonation, was delicious. I do remember. It was a rosemary saison. The rosemary was just the right amount. It had great effervescence. It just you just you just you take the cage off. You just watch the cork like slowly, and like... then it would stop about a millimeter before the edge <laughs> of the cork, and then you just pop the rest off. I mean, I shouldn't talk because if you'll look up at the the ceiling there, I have clearly had um, some uh, incidents here. Actually, I blame County Line for that. So, why do you blame County Line for that? Well, because they uh, uh, they gave me the so I was doing a uh, Imperial Stout one time. Um, um, actually, the same recipe that's currently in the barrel behind you, although not the same beer, same recipe, but it's a a ten percent Imperial Stout. And I wanted um, the uh, I wanted uh, dry yeast, the Soft Ale um, 04, the British ale. Yeah, 04. yeah, Soft Ale 04. Um, the homebrew store was out of them, but County Line had some shade tree going. But uh, yeah, um, uh, um, um, yeah, they. I think they. they well, they had some, either that or they just uh, or 
Either way, um, I they had a beer with that. So I, still... I think I, th- I think I mentioned something to Chris, and he's like, "Well, do you want some?" So he gave me a growler of yeast. Well, that was also <laughs> the time I made you the fucking starter because I had a bunch of yeast <laughs> left over, and you poured it all in, and you're like, "Dude, my airlock's about to shoot off." I'm like. Well, did you pour it all in? Yeah. I didn't pour it all in. I poured half a growler in, which is still probably over-pitching by at least 500 billion cells. <laughs> I mean, I am of a firm stance that you cannot over-pitch a beer. I got I got several little dark dots. It's on the called stick. a fucking blow-off tube, bro. <laughs> don't be a fucking peasant. <laughs> blow-off tubes just look... I just don't like nope. the look of them. Why do you think every single fucking brewery does a blow-off tube? Because they're smarter than me, I suppose. <laughs> the only problem is, I remember hearing a story about Edge. Where their blow-off tube on the fucking, like, 30-barrel fermenter clogged. I no, I actually got to see the aftermath. Blackwater. I actually got to see the aftermath of that. I got to see poor Brian and, uh, and uh, God, I always forget his name. Um, Torres? Uh, Torres, yeah. Um, I mean, the place was just coated in about an inch of yeast, and they were just starting to clean up. I'm like, black walls. And... How, how's it going, guys? You guys good? <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you that don't know what happened, their blow-off. So, the fermenter has a tube that goes out the top, down the side, has a valve at the end. That you put a tube on into a bucket of sanitized water. Well, that got clogged somehow. Uh, It's their big imperial stout that has really vigorous fermentation. Well, it got clogged and so it built up the pressure. Uh, And all fermentation vessels come with a pressure relief valve to make sure that you don't blow up the fucking vessel. So it starts spraying imperial stout... Out the pressure relief valve in a 360 degree radius, soaking the whole fucking brewery in beer. I mean, imagine what would happen if you had a beer sprinkler. And I'm sure there are, there are people right now going, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but at this point, it's more sugar water than beers. And it's also a lot of yeast. It's a lot of like, it was. it's a lot of that, uh, uh, the Krausen too. Yeah. So... No, it's not the it's not the good part, but uh, yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, where were we? Um, well, let's talk about uh, what we opened. So the Boulevard Saison Brett. I mean, a definite. I mean, so they obviously so they 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 obviously spike this with bread of because it says that on the label. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that all by myself, Tyler. I got Ooh. there all by myself. Um, no wonder you passed that test. I did. I passed that judging test. I can read bread of a night. Bread of a bread. I can. <laughs> um, so they actually, so they, yeah, they clearly spiked it with bread of maniaces. Um and that that like tropical fruit, funky uh, character is definitely evident. And it's slightly fruity saison, the most malt forward yes. that, that we have, which is not surprising. This would be this would probably get into high strength saison. And as we've been reading, because uh, this one's eight, eight and a half, eight and a half. So this is this is starting to get. Into and the, I do get a little bit of that booziness coming through. Um, so this is starting to get into the uh, into the high strength the category. super saison. I don't think this is quite super saison, but sure, let's you know. Um, and so I think a little bit of like that, a little bit of malt character is allowable. Allowable. Um, the the bread adds that complexity without being overbearing. So that's quite good. Yes, it is. I don't know. 
Tell you what, I'm going to let you rank your top. Well, rank them in order, top to bottom. This can, the space tiger can go away. <laughs> so that's fifth. Um, actually, of them, I think that's uh, of the of those. I think that that's that's my placement. All right. So, so for the record, uh, the the tube is still my favorite, followed by the North Coast. Um, the Phantom ranks third, right in the middle. The Boulevard Saison Brett, not because it's bad. I feel like the 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 Brett is just a little overpowering for what I want out of it. For yeah, and uh, I I think the Brett's also the reason it's at eight point nine percent. Yeah, it's and again it's again we're talking about. And you know, depending on the day, I may I, I, I may have had a completely different ranking. Um, these top four are extremely good, and and it's uh, it's really hard to place them. But I, the the bread is not. I'm not feeling it as much as the. I love the, you know. Also, it's it's like I also just love the like the clean simplicity of the Phantom, and so it's almost like well, I want to give it some love somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and, you know, Boulevard kind of sucks, just in general, so. <laughs> well, you ready for mine? Sure, go for it. <laughs> just, okay, so. Basically the same, except for yours. Phantom, is... number one. Le Tub, number two. Lemurl, number three. Cezanne Brett, number four. And oh, off color space tiger number five. <laughs> Again, the space. I tiger. have high hopes for you too. Buddy. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I want. I don't want to like make it sound like it was awful. I, no. it, it wasn't awful. And I'm uh, first of all, I'm glad it was in as small a bottle as it was. Oh. Um, but I the the if if in the 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 characteristics that I think they got from the oxygen, um, if that is indeed what they did. I think that was at first it was like novel and nice, but as you're sitting there drinking it, you're going, "God, I'm." Not I think on that one they tried to get too American crazy for a style that, honestly, I want to be simple and traditional. Fair. I mean, you you can fuck around with. Um, in fact, I I, you know, I I I've brewed a lime ginger saison, and I think I'm going to again because it is a but beautiful. That's adding some herb and spices, so it fits pretty well into that traditional. Category. What, yeah, but except for the 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 rate I the rate I added, especially the 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 lime, I think puts it. If if I were going to enter that beer, I would definitely not enter it a saison. I would enter it in a uh, a fruit herb beer or a mixed um, or a mixed style. Okay. I would not enter that beer in straight saison because the lime and ginger is way too prevalent. Um, it's good. I really like that. And again, I will probably brew it again. I may even try to get it uh, into competition this year. But I was going to say get it into the Western Idaho Fair. Um, I've already got. Uh, I, I've got a, a Czech Amber Lager that's already going there. Um, but um, uh, the uh, the the last little bit or the vital statistics. Um, the uh, uh, the original gravity uh, 1.048 to 106 to 1.065 um, IBUs uh, 20 to 35 final gravity 1.002 to 1.008 and that's Dry. and so I mean that's what you have to know you like if you're like going what the fuck does that even mean what are the it, it means, water is 1.0 I mean basically like there's not much sugar left um, 
Um, ABV is where they, they actually, this is a kind of unique. They separate it out by 3.5 to 5 is table, 5, 5 to 7 is standard, and 7 to 9.5 is super. So the Brett's, so the Boulevard Brett Saison would qualify as a super. So would the Lemur. Would it? I guess it would, because it's over 7%, isn't it? It's 8? A 7.9. So we got, so you actually, both the, uh, your So Coast these would be strong? Uh, no, these would be these would be standard. Standard because they're these both, would be, which strong. actually actually makes me makes me uh, appreciate the North Coast even more because I don't because although we're saying you know, on the Brett saison that the maltiness is like ooh I mean there's a maltiness but it's probably fine because of the strength. Mm-hmm. This is not much the North Coast is not much lighter and I don't get any of the malt on there. It's still no. very nicely attenuated. I think this is head and shoulders above the Brett saison. Absolutely. But I don't also know what Boulevard was trying to shoot for. So it's it's kind of interesting. We got two standard strength, three strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're past the hour. Well, that pretty much finishes off our uh, our saison tasting, and I think finishes off our uh, our uh, uh, podcasting uh, season. Po- say podcasting season before we uh, uh, go to sleep for a few months. Uh, uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add today? Drink good beer. During the summer, yeah, do, do yourself a favor. Drink good beer. Um, we may there are plenty of great craft loggers you can slam. <laughs> and also, I think if there's uh, any, if there's a, uh, if, if there's something that uh, we've been hitting upon over and over and over again, it's uh, support your small local craft brewery. Um, a, they're less likely to be do, doing something funky. Although, keep an eye on that. And if they are, you. Transfer your dollars that you're using to support them over to someone else, and they directly feel that. That's the. I mean, that's the good news. There's no end. There's no shortage of breweries to uh, uh, give your money to these days. So uh, you know, uh, make sure that breweries you support are doing are you know quality quality beer made by people who give a shit um, and a shelf stable and <laughs> that doesn't explode when you buy it. Yes, that's also good. Uh, Unless you're trying to use it as a grenade to mess with someone's house. Then 100% by 450 North <laughs> and just drive by and throw it out in the summer and just let it spray their White House uh, or the inside of their mailbox. 450 North, what is the matter with you? <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, anyway, this has been uh, It's All Beer. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can get a hold of us at uh, It's All Beer at gmail.com. Um, I'm probably not going to check it as much as I did, but uh, it's mostly just a. Uh, 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 um, people sending me uh, uh, ads for penis enlargement anyway, and so Jeremy um, falls for them each, each and every time. Listen, listen, this next one definitely gonna make it bigger. They Maybe. guaranteed at least four inches. I look that that angry two inches is gonna be an angry three, but but next summer, right? You just you just wait. <laughs> uh, we post the stories we uh, uh, that we use to make this podcast on Twitter. Uh, it's all beer one. Um, and I put up pictures of what we're drinking. We'll probably put up a few pictures of this uh, on uh, on our Instagram feed, which feeds into Facebook. You can find that at It's All Beer. Um, and as always, uh, you can leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, or just by sending us a, a note saying, you guys don't completely suck. Good job. Or you guys are terrible. Or you guys are terrible. Stop putting garbage out into the internet. And I'm like... Never, <laughs> because th- that is what that's what the internet is for is a gigantic dumping ground for other people's garbage, and why not our own? I mean, QAnon got big. Why can't we? 
Um, so basically what I'm saying is that uh, uh, starting uh, in September, when we will be back... Uh, we are the government to- is ran by seltzer-drinking cabals. That's the. That's what we're going to be. Uh, and the earth is hollow. <laughs> we're, that's the. Uh, that's the. Uh, uh, what we're going to try to be spreading. That's the, uh, the, the. The. The new truth that we shall be bringing you in September. Um, uh, so just uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we will explain uh, exactly how uh, the Seltzer Cabal is going to rule the hollow earth and um, and uh, uh, take away our hazies. That's what they're out to do. No, they're trying to take away our saisons. <laughs> Which is why there's so few of them now. I know. Right? They're succeeding. We have to stop them. You can take away. You can take my saison when you pull it out of my cold, dead hands. And there's the episode title. That'll be all for us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna drink even more saison. Have fun. <laughs>